Welcome to How's Your E-Presence on Business Radio X. E-Presence activates social media for professionals who desire to enhance and strengthen their online personal brands. I'm Mark Galvin with our CMO, Dr. Deborah Dietzler, and we're coming to you live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio inside the Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. So, Dr. Diesler, where have you been the last couple of shows? Well, the January show, Mother Nature conspired to keep me at home. You braved the weather. But well, you know, I'm hey, not, I do yeah. have a sled. <laughs> <laughs> and last month I had no voice, which I know makes certain people in my life happy. You might be one of them. Well, that was just amazing because quite <laughs> frankly, even though you had no voice, you still communicate. <laughs> I was very impressed. Well, we're glad that you're back. Absolutely wonderful that you're here. We have some great things going on this month. And one of the things I want to talk about, it just want to tee up the show a little better than we have in the past. So I want to tell you, what is this show all about? So here we are on How's Your E-Presence. We talk about professional social media. We attempt to answer the questions like, how can a professional business person leverage social media to help them better succeed? Or... What can an organization do through individuals on their team to use social media to help their brand awareness? Or, yeah, we got one more. How can you use social media to grow your business? Now, to answer these questions, we spend time sharing updates from the ePresence research team about changes or news that directly affects your ability to use social media channels more successfully. If you hear something you'd like to know more about or like to continue, uh, contribute to our dialogue, please jump in. You can do so by sending me a direct message or tagging me in a tweet. My handle on Twitter is at ePresenceMG. That's at ePresence, M for Mark, G for Galvin. And every time I rehearse this, I want to say G for George, but it's M for Mark, G for Galvin. No dots, no dashes, no underscores. Even if you're listening on the podcast and have a comment, feel free to shoot me a note on Twitter. That's at ePresenceMG, M for Mark, G for Galvin. Now, regrettably, these days, no one is tweeting us. So I will guarantee any comment will be read on the show. And oh well, unless, of course, your comment's inappropriate. And I get to decide that. Uh, that's for my brothers because uh, they're going to send me something inappropriate and get upset with me when I don't read it out loud. <laughs> so here we go. Here we are on How's Your E-Presence. We also spend time with a guest who will give us some real-life examples on how they have used or have suggestions for businesses on ways to leverage social media effectively in their business. Or they may come to us with some real-life social media needs, and we help them. This gives us a chance to introduce another voice to the conversation and keeps me from talking too much, which I have done already. Today's guest is Sharon Macaluso. Sharon, welcome. Hi, thank you. So, thanks for having me. I am so glad you're here. So Sharon and I come from the same neighborhood, and um, I was a little worried that I was going to get here today. My sled wasn't working because 85 stopped on the way heading north. And Sharon, you are a much better planner than I am. You got ahead of us. You literally left 30 minutes ahead of me. And I think you had time for a cup of coffee. I didn't have coffee, but I did get here and sit in the parking lot because I know what Atlanta traffic is mm -hmm. like. It doesn't matter time of day or night. Yeah, so. you, know, <laughs> you can never, never leave yeah. early enough in That's Atlanta. Right. And these days, with a, with a, all you need is a uh, what a little phone, and you can do still do some work in the parking lot. Oh, absolutely. Lot. That's good. <laughs> so let me tell you who Sharon is. Sharon is the director of the DeKalb Office for the University of Georgia Small Business Development Center, which is a lot of words, so it's also known as the UGA SBDC. And, by the way, here's a special shout out to my friends at the DeKalb Chamber of Commerce. And she's a member of the DeKalb Chamber. By the way, Rashia from over at the mm -hmm. DeKalb Chamber said, if I mentioned this, she'd buy me dinner next time I saw her. 
Rashida, hold her to it. That's right. You're on the hook now. <laughs> so back to Sharon. Here in 1994, Sharon was in management, marketing, and customer service roles with IBM and Eastern Airlines. I did not know that you were with Eastern. What happened to Eastern? I can't remember that very well. Well, we had the strike and the bankruptcy. Oh, and then right. in 91 was when they actually closed the doors. I'll be done. Yeah. Well, yeah. I do remember Eastern because uh, being at Native Atlanta, that was a big airline with, of course, with Delta and some of the others here. So that's some great history there. It also, I've learned that you, you, your family owned and operated their own business. What was that business? That's correct. My, it actually started by my great grandfather and it was a hosiery manufacturing facility in Hickory, North Carolina. Hickory. Yep. And my, then my grandfather and my father went into the business after them. So, so you started off in business early. You had first-hand yes, experience. Yes, I was on. working at the hosiery plant when I was in 10th grade. So, <laughs> Hosiery plant. So what, what does that mean to well, a guy they, that is not familiar with for, hosiery? Sure. Well, hosiery, the term back then referred to socks. So actually okay. what they did is they made the raw socks from threads and yarns, and then they sold them to finishing plants. So the, their big claim to fame was their socks were in the movie North and South. Do you remember that movie from a long time ago? I do, yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So it, what hosiery doesn't necessarily mean men or women. It's, Correct. it's for whoever. It goes Correct. For, it's yes. just socks. It's socks, yeah. Okay. Hosiery <laughs> a sounds a lot word more for impressive, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a doctorate word, isn't it? Instead of <laughs> socks. Um, so a couple more things about uh, what you've done. Your expertise includes marketing, market research, strategic planning, human resources, personal selling, customer service, and management, and you've developed a strategic planning instrument specifically for growing small businesses. Uh, what a great resume. And we've talked to you before, and mm -hmm. as we are developing ePresence, we've sat down with you mm -hmm. and, and tried to strategize uh, on ways that we could grow our brand, which um, this would have been one of the things you probably would have suggested. Hey, if you can, if you can get on Business Radio X, do your mm -hmm. own show. This is a good, good way to grow your brand. So thank you for all the, number one, the friendship, and number two, the business advice you've given us so far. Glad you can be with us today. Here's what we're going to do first. We're going to talk a little bit about social media. So we're going to pull out some data, and then we'll pivot to you in just a few minutes. So jump in on as we talk about fun social media stuff before we get to you. So this is an open conversation. Dr. Dietzler doesn't need that prompt. She's going to do it automatically. <laughs> That's true, right? That is true. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. So here's what we're going to talk about. This is kind of cool. In January, the Pew Research Center re released their social media study. Uh, and what they do is they, they go out and pull a bunch of people and see what's going on in the social media world. And there's a specific uh, graph that they released that that talks about the percentage of U.S. adults who say they use the different platforms. Now, there are some interesting highlights I, I want to hear. And we're going to talk Facebook, YouTube, Pinterest, Instagram, Snapchat, LinkedIn, and Twitter. There is, WhatsApp is on here, but WhatsApp's really not a strong U.S. app, except when we all go internationally, we all load it onto our phones. But let's talk about Facebook. One of the things that happens at ePresence that we talk about with our clients is we ask them what their mission is, right? Right, Deborah? Yes, we do. Always. There's, people will ask us, what social media systems should I be on? And we, ask, we say, what is your mission? Let's figure out where your audience is and speak to them. Well, here's what I've learned. Your entire audience is on Facebook. I don't care where you are. That audience is there. Now, the question is, do you want to interact with your audience there? But... 68% uh, of U.S. adults are on Facebook. Seven out of 10 people 
that as you walk down the road, as you walk through the mall, wherever you are, seven out of 10 of those folks are on Facebook. I'm going to tell you what, from a business perspective, that's amazing penetration. It is. How in the heck do you get seven out of 10 people? Now, Deborah, what do you, do you see this on here? How many women are on Facebook versus men? Well, 74% of the users are women. And why? Oh, 74% of U.S. women say they use Facebook. Right. 62% of U.S. men say they use Facebook. I, and I, I'm not surprised by that at all because of the incredibly social nature of Facebook. I think it, it's a very comfortable Lends place for women. That. Yeah, I agree mm-hmm. with We you. enjoy connecting. We enjoy sharing ideas and, and experiences. Uh, it's, I, I, I'm not surprised by that statistic at yep. all. Here's, what's, here's what I think is interesting. 62% of men are on there. And, I, and you, you run into more men that say, I'm not on Facebook, but that's still 60% of you men. are. Oh, you bet I am. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I like Facebook. It's not my favorite platform. Uh, my favorite platform would definitely be LinkedIn, but it is, uh, it's still very effective. Here's something else. We talk a lot about LinkedIn and the income level of folks on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Well, 75% of people that are in the 75,000 and higher annual income range are on Facebook. So 75% of that, right? Yeah, Sharon, you're, you're shaking your head. Just, yeah. That well, surprises me. It's a little surprising. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah. if you're trying to reach it, and the other, and I should read up to this. So if you look at anybody making less than $30,000 a year, 66% of that audience is on Facebook. Thirty to 49000 uh, annually is on, uh, 74% of those folks are there. And between 50000 and 75000 70%. So really, it's across the board, they're there. But if you're looking at a specific demographic, and if income level is a target, then this is pretty interesting. So if you go all the way across and you look at LinkedIn on this, uh, 45% of the folks at the 75,000 or higher level are on LinkedIn. So it's, it is significantly lower. However, 50% of college graduates are on LinkedIn. So at least five out of 10, which I thought was low, quite frankly. It does sound low to me. I'm, yeah. I'm a bit surprised by that. Yeah. So, but this is all college graduates. Right. So I it, bet if we were to break this out and look at the last five years, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's probably 90% of folks that have graduated in the last uh, uh, five years are on LinkedIn. So, this, But this is the entire audience. Still very interesting. The other thing I found interesting, you might can comment on this, is with Facebook, it's been over the last t- couple of years, or at least the way I understood it, is that there's an older generation is uh, more prominent on Facebook now. But if you look at these statistics, the younger generation is still pretty prominent there. I think there's two things that come out of the, the first thing is that young people say, oh, Facebook's for old people. Well, they're there. <laughs> now, I don't know if they're using it as often as the I as think the that's what folks. it is. They, yeah, exactly. But, but the, it is still skews young from the number of people that are on there. Now, what's happening is the older folks are going there more often. Mm-hmm. The, the largest demographic right now for Twitter are the 65 plus yeah. folks. So, and the reason is, is that's, you know, the market is probably mm-hmm. saturated in the other levels. Here's something else. Mentioning Twitter, did you look at the number between Twitter and LinkedIn? There's more people on LinkedIn than Twitter. Now, Twitter has been in the news a lot lately. We know the, the president loves to right. communicate with, on Twitter all the time. I think if, <laughs> and he's 71. That's right. Exactly. He's at, look at that demographic he's in. 
if we were to to rate this on the number of people that read Twitter posts, this is probably going to be in the 99th percentile. But literally on Twitter, there's 24% of U.S. adults have an account on Twitter, where 25% of those 25% are on LinkedIn. That thought that was That's very close. Yeah. I mean, it really, as you always go back to, what is your mission? Now, there are some people who have time to consume tremendous amounts of social media. There right. are other people who have to be a little more judicious about how they use their time. As you say, Facebook is not necessarily your favorite uh, app or, or social media platform. I tend to not really enjoy Twitter all that much. I really don't like the space constraints, both for expressing my own views or for truly understanding someone else's views. Right. I, I'm much more apt to read things that are posted to LinkedIn or even Facebook where people are able to articulate a little bit more completely why they are sharing this information. It, you know, I, I like that context better. To me, Twitter just doesn't, doesn't do it for me. That doesn't mean I'm not there, right. but it's not a place that I, I share a lot of information and it's not a place that I tend to get a lot of information. We use, we use Twitter all the time, Sharon, for information. Mm -hmm. We pull information out mm -hmm. of Twitter. It's the best place that we mine and curate information for our clients. Mm -hmm. It is easier to go there to see what makes good sense. So if, if, if we work for a general manager at a hotel in Atlanta and we find content you know, based for travel mm -hmm. or for branding information, it, it's there. It's easier to find. But I think if I'm going to interact with people, I'm going to do it on Facebook. But if I want to interact with a larger audience, I could do it easier on Twitter. Mm -hmm. I can find more people out on Twitter than I could, that I don't know mm -hmm. than on Facebook. Because I, I only connect to people that I have some sort of familiar, I'm very familiar with the people on, on Facebook. Whereas on Twitter, I, I can constantly banter back and forth with whoever. That's what I like about Twitter. And I also like the instantaneousness of Twitter. If something is happening right now and you want to be on the edge of it, it Twitter's the place to go. Mm -hmm. it, that may happen on Facebook. It's just not as easy to find that data. So in the business world, kind of pivoting back to that, here are some things that you need to know. Number one, everybody's on Facebook. I mean, that's, that's a broad stroke, but 70% of people are on Facebook and the audience that most of us want to attend are there as well. YouTube is on this list. And I don't, you know, YouTube has 73% participation, but you don't have to have an account to be on YouTube. So I'm curious, they look at it as a social media platform. I really look at it as a, if I have to go to a platform and sign up and have an account to participate, that's really a higher bar, which of course, this is what Facebook has. So Facebook's at 68%, YouTube has 73%. And, and I, and I'm on YouTube probably once a day. Well, I think one of the most important things to pull on the YouTube statistic is the fact that we know uh, how much video content is increasing over all the platforms. Exactly. And Great so point. I think that that YouTube number really, really supports that concept that people are looking more now to video content. And so as we also counsel our clients, it's very important to look for the appropriate ways to use video in your social media Absolutely. efforts, particularly if you're a business owner, how do you translate your business and your proposition to, to a video snippet for social media? And people and, are using the, you know, their YouTube on their Facebook pages a lot more now too. Right. And, you know, the statistics I've seen is that drives up 
connections, participation, and so forth by having that video presence on there. If I think about it too, anytime I'm looking, I want a how-to something, that's usually where I go is YouTube. Mm -hmm. It's a great resource. Mm -hmm. One of the things about Facebook and video is the best thing to do if you want to do some video is go native on Facebook. Mm -hmm. We did a training class at a local high school uh, a couple weeks ago and ran it on Facebook Live. We had the training was at five o'clock. I got home, I don't know, at seven or so. There were 750 views of that video by the time I got home. And that was because, number one, the school promoted it. Mm -hmm. Number two, because Facebook pushes that to top of feeds and sent a Mm -hmm. notice to everybody that I was connected to that this was happening because Facebook loves that. Loves that. So do keep in mind, that is a great way to grow branding. If you can throw out a a live Facebook feed. So Mm -hmm. for example, at your office, if you guys have an event that's coming up and you want to do a commercial, so to mm-hmm. speak. You could do a Facebook live feed right off of the uh, right off your your Facebook page, and it will drive to the top of everybody's feed. Right. Pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, it's very cool. So, some other numbers that are here, and, and we're running a little bit out of time for this segment, but we have um, so thirty was that thirty five percent of folks are on Instagram. Instagram grew by seven points year over year. It's the highest growing platform that's out there. And even though it's the highest growing platform or fastest growing platform, it's still only 35% of the U.S. adults, still phenomenal numbers. And most of those are women. 39% of women are on Instagram versus 30% of men. Not surprising. Yeah. Visual component of it for sure. And also, I think it has gotten a bump because of its uh, affiliation with Facebook. I, I, think, those, I think those two things on. probably are conspiring Absolutely. to seventy. That. Yes, 71% of 18 to 24-year-olds are on Instagram. So it's still a, a young component. And 78% of the same age group are on Snapchat. So Snapchat still skews extremely young. Just so you know, 27% of U.S. adults are on Snapchat. So they are trending behind Instagram, but they do have a larger percentage of young people. So if you'd like to reach young people, that would be a great place to to land. Snapchat has updated their app more recently. It's a little more difficult to reach an audience on Snapchat. So I'm curious to see how they monetize that platform moving forward. So good. Any other thoughts about this information? No, I do. I love all this data and it's wonderful that that for those of us who want to employ social media, both for our personal branding purposes and growing our businesses, that this information is so readily available online. And the Pew Research Center in particular is a very uh, trustworthy source of, of this type of data. Yeah, And you've brought that up before. If you are looking to reach your audience, where do you find that information? If you're a small business, this is a great thing to look for. Just go to the Pew Research Center and pull up the social media information that's there. It's a good idea. One last thing before we uh, we pivot over and we start focusing on all the great things that Sharon does. If I were to ask you, so hopefully you guys don't have this in front of you. So here's the question, Sharon. Ready? <laughs> question of the day. Yes, this is off Pop the cuff. quiz. Pop quiz. What? percentage uh-huh. of social media users would say that it would be hard to give up? Oh, my goodness. What percentage would say it's hard to give up? It would be hard to give up social media. I don't have any idea what those statistics. I'm just talk, thinking from yep. experience. I'm saying that's high, 90%. Okay. That's what I, I'm, I'm in the same mm-hmm. ballpark. Deborah, what do you think? Right. I, I, I feel like it's very high. I suspect people wouldn't tell the truth. Well, that's well, true, okay. too. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> I think it's it not high there. how many people have yeah. been honest exactly. in their response. Yeah. Only 40%. Yeah, I don't agree. Really? I don't, agree I don't think that. that's accurate. I don't that's think so either. Now, the 18 to 24 year olds were probably the most honest. Over half of them said they couldn't bring right. it up. But when you get to the 50 plus year olds, it is 33% said it would be hard to right. give up. 66 said they could give it up in a heartbeat. Right. That's what they say. Uh, I, I have that. so many friends who have done that. Uh, yeah, of course, right now in the season of Lent, lots of people have given it up for Lent. And if you see them in person, you have, they're, you know, people have given up. Yeah, they're, they're already you know, wringing huh. hands that it's so difficult. I, you know, I think That's it's easy wild. to say it's very hard to do. It's really become such a part of our lives. You know, I, 25 years ago, people probably wouldn't have thought they could they could get along without having a phone in their pocket at all times that had a camera yeah, on it, you know, and now point. you, it's just become such a fat part of the fabric of your everyday. That if I don't have around. my phone with me, it's oh, like right. I'm missing my right arm. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it's only going to get worse right. because uh, all media is going to start flowing to you Absolutely. through your social media. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, you look at what's happening with all the online mm-hmm. video that we watch. It's, it, it's migrating right. towards social media. Yep. Well, Sharon, I want to ask you some questions about some of the stuff that you do because you've got so much to share and we we regrettably have little time uh, to spend with you. We really need to do a marathon. I need to talk to the guys over here at uh, Business Radio X. Give us a full day. We'll just come out here and chat sometime. That would be fun. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that may cost some money. Maybe we won't do that. (laughs) Tell me this. What tools and resources do uh, do you guys have there at the SBDC that you have to assist small businesses with? social media and, sure. and how do you leverage all that together? Okay. So first of all, what we do is we're a technical assistance provider to small businesses and we deliver that through one-on-one consulting and business training. So we do all aspects of whatever it takes to run a successful small business. And of course, one piece of that is marketing and what's hot in marketing today, social media, digital sure. marketing, right? So we have some tools. One of the tools that um, one of our consultants developed is an analytic tool to go in and analyze their website, their online presence, their social media platforms, and we can do a complete analysis of that and share that with them. We have some of our consultants are certified experts in different areas. We've had some that have gotten uh, trained and certified through Google. Uh, We've had some digital marketing boot camps and workshops all across the state. Uh, We have a couple of consultants that are, like I said, are experts in that area. And if I have a client, for example, and we need to do a deep dive on what's happening on their social media platforms or on their websites, we'll set up a co-consulting session, bring that person in for two hours, and then we evaluate what's going on, give them some advice on what they can do to improve it. Um, So what does something like that cost? Well, for the one-on-one consulting, there's no fee for that. For our classes, it varies. It just depends on what the program is, the digital marketing boot camps that we had for a number of years. I think it was $99 or $109 or something like that. Um, so it varies. It's a steal. It's yeah. a steal. And we're here, we're, what we're here to do is to educate, you know, so we don't go in and do the work that social media experts do or that folks like you do. But right. what we do is we help, a lot of times our clients come to us And they know they need to be there. They're just very confused about what to do. And they're overwhelmed by it. They've hired somebody, paid them a lot of money and not gotten results. And Mm -hmm. so that now they're scared to do something else. So we kind of coach them to help them to understand when do you need to hire some an expert from the outside? How do you evaluate that person? When is it time for you to have that in-house assistance? The big thing that I always drive home regardless is you need to, as a small business, focus on doing what you know how to do and what you do best. Mm -hmm. And if this is not your area, 
you need to find the expertise somewhere else. So, so I'm going to loop back. You said it so quickly because mm-hmm. you say it so often. So it's free. Yeah. How can it be free? So we are funded through the federal government, partially through the SBA and partially through the state government through the University of Georgia. So, so really, about two thirds of our funding yeah. comes from the state. So it's really not free. We're paying for it through, through our, our taxes. Dollars. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So uh, folks, listen, you know, before you go out and you hire a, a business uh, uh, consultant, which is not a bad idea. And I know and, and I have plenty of business consultant friends. Um, I do recommend looking to the, the UGA, SBDC, and there, there are different offices. Mm-hmm. You don't exclusively have to come to DeKalb. Correct. We have 17 offices all over the state. Mm-hmm. And in Metro Atlanta, we have Kennesaw, Georgia State, DeKalb, Clayton State. Those are some of the ones right in our immediate area. But we have sure. 17 throughout the state. Yeah. So before you... I have to put in a plug here. Yeah, though, go for because it, Because, of course, it is my alma mater. Uh, you know, the university has a three-pronged mission of teaching, research, and service, and, right. and Sharon's area is very much a part of that public service and outreach, and mm-hmm. it is a wonderful, uh, it's just wonderful that those services are made available to the citizens of our state, and yep. these folks do great work. There's really no reason to go hire somebody before you've talked to them, uh, yeah. because because you're, you know, the University of Georgia is one of the nation's top 25 public research universities. This is quality, quality uh, information that you're getting from people who are really tops in their field. So uh, I can't say enough good things about mm-hmm. people and, right. availing themselves to all the wonderful services yeah. your office provides. And all of our consultants are, uh, we all have MBA degrees or higher, several years of business experience. Most of us have worked in corporate America as well as owning our own small businesses. So so there's academia, but there's real life experience. Sure. And yeah, that's, nice what, that's, what we're, that's what we're here to do. So I'm just amazed. And Quite frankly, when Deborah came on to ePresence, we ran into you and, she, and she, you had to tell me this is something that we can take advantage of. And it made me scratch my head like, wait a minute, it's free? And I did ask you, how in the world <laughs> yeah, how right? is it free? <laughs> can, this be, can yeah. this be free? And what is nice is you are a stone's throw from the house. You don't know this, but I come over and drink your coffee. <laughs> oh, do you? Yeah. I sneak in every once in a while to get a cup of coffee. Oh, that's where it's going. Okay, now <laughs> you know. But you know, your your folks are really great people. They're and you, awesome, and you yeah. put on work. You put on uh, training organ or training sessions yes. uh, focused on different things, and and uh, we've attended a few of those, mm-hmm. and so we do appreciate that. And and you've you, you've been a guest speaker at a couple of those before too. Absolutely, yeah. which we are so yeah. thankful to yeah. to to share what we can. She's at got your some events. good ones coming up too. Um, I know this digital marketing conference in in uh, in April. I think is going to be a great great day for people who yeah. want to delve sure. a little more deeply yeah. into the topic. What, so so let's we, talk about that. Yeah, what yeah. is that? So we we've done digital marketing boot camps and conferences all over the state for a while, but this is a big conference that's being held out at our Kennesaw SBDC office. And it's the digital marketing conference from 2018. There's representatives from Amazon, Yelp, Facebook, MailChimp, just to name a few that are all the guest wow. speakers. It's an all-day affair. It's on uh, April the 6th from 8 to 4. And folks can find out more about it and register by going to georgiasbdc.org backslash D backslash. I like that. Hey, stick <laughs> I with love that. it. Backslash <laughs> DMC. So that stands for Digital Marketing Conference. But yeah, it should be a great event. Like I said, lots of great speakers. And um, yeah, come on out. We'd love to have you. Oh, that's fascinating. I, I think that we need to go to that. <laughs> then you've got some others that are coming up too. What are the other events? So we have a couple of what we call signature programs that we've been doing for a while. And we help 
a big part of what we do is work with established growing businesses, ones that have been in business for a while and are trying to get their business to the next level. So we have one program called Grow Smart that is sponsored by Georgia Power. They've been sponsoring it for about the last 10 or 11 years. You have to be a business of a certain size and reach a certain success level with your business to get into that program. But it's all about working with other businesses. It's We have expert speakers that come in. We have exercises that people do in these the five days that they're together. Wow. Um, and it meets once a week. Uh, the one coming up is going to start on April the 3rd, and it'll meet uh, every Tuesday for the month of April at Georgia Power. We finish up on May 1st. Wow. So you can also go to our website at georgiasvdc.org backslash decab to find out more about that program. You, you mean backsplash. That backsplash, yes, that's my new. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Any other events that uh, that are coming up? So we have so the Grow Smart program is like I said, it's for you have to be of a certain size, but we also service early stage businesses. So we have a Start Smart program, and what this is is to give people a strong foundation. Statistics show that most people go out of business within the first couple of years of going into business. Our goal is not just to get you in business. We want you to stay in business, create jobs, so on and so forth. So the Start Smart program is for early stage businesses, usually less than a year, um, and to help provide them with the foundation to to be strong, to survive. And that's that one is sponsored by Wells Fargo, and that one will be starting in our DeCab office on April the 2nd. And those classes are in the evenings to accommodate folks who are trying to get their business started, maybe be work, maybe working another job as well. So those start on April the 2nd and they are twice a week for the most part up until the end of April. Wow. Well, we are at the end of our time and, and I did. It and goes I really, so quickly. Well, it does. I, yeah, and I really <laughs> did mean that we could spend a long time sitting here talking with Sharon because whenever we meet with you, we, we end up talking yeah. for a long yeah, while yeah. and hitting a lot of things. So hate to do this, but we're going to, we're going to close out here. You've talked a lot of, you've shared a lot of URLs. Mm-hmm. It, are there other places that uh, folks can find you that you have not already mentioned? Well, since we're talking about social media, mm-hmm. there are, um, to get to our DeCab, um, some of our DeCab sites for Twitter is at UGA SBDC underscore DeCab. And Facebook, of course, Facebook.com backslash <laughs> UGA SBDC dot DeCab. <laughs> And the LinkedIn is UGA hyphen SBDC hyphen N hyphen DeCab. Perfect. And if you missed some of that, you can uh, you can always listen to our podcast that will come out. So uh, this will be recorded and you come back in there. And tr- truth be known, you can land on LinkedIn and search UGA SBDC DeCab and it'll come up as well. You can right. Google them. And you can Google. It. You'll find us. Of, Just all kinds of yeah, Google UGA SBDC DeCab and you'll find us. Fantastic. Yeah. And when you're looking for us here at ePresence, you can also just hit the web, search for ePresence. You'll find us all over the place. Be sure to like us on Facebook or follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter. You can find us using the handles on all of those as ePresenceMe. And uh, no dots, no dashes for that, for those handles. ePresenceMe on all of them. We're always sharing tips and thoughts on how to better harness your professional social media. So if you follow there, we you can pick up some of the information more consistently, not just uh, within this 30 minutes like we've shared today. Also, hit our website. Our website is epresence.me. So that's epresence.me. Why? Because it's all about you. Well, I'm sad to say we're at the end of another episode of How's Your Epresence. And, you know, there's so, so many things in 
maybe I will talk to the business radio people to see if we can come out here and we'll do it. We'll do an eight hour show one day. We'll come out. We'll take a whole day, right? That'd be fun. So to all you listening out there, thank you for joining us on How's Your E-Presence. Remember, we broadcast live on the third Thursday of every month at three o'clock Eastern, or just remember the third Thursday at three. You can listen to any of our shows 24-7 by going to businessradiox.com, selecting Gwinnett Studio, and then paging down to the How's Your E-Presence logo. Or you can always catch them on iTunes. Mark, that's me, is featured on Lens on Business, a business radio show that airs in the Atlanta area on WSB Radio 95.5 on Saturdays at 6. These guys have been kind enough to feature me as their social media expert. The next show I am on airs on March the 31st. You can also find their past shows on and our interviews on their uh, SoundCloud channel. So if you go there, search for Lens, that's L-E-N-Z on business. But of course, we prefer for you to listen to our shows here on Business Radio X. For more about ePresence, you can find us at ePresence.me. That's ePresence.me because it's all about you. You can also find us on any social media platform using the handle ePresenceMe. Until next time, for Deborah and our guest, Sharon Macaluso, I'm Mark Galvin, and this has been How's Your E-Presence on Business Radio X.